0: Um uh, 13 years ago, Ethos started as a church family. And um, every fall, we, we, we set aside the first um, Sunday in November to celebrate our church's birthday. And I was just kind of thinking about this. I don't know if you grew up in a church that celebrated its birthday or celebrated anniversary. I didn't grow up in a church doing that. Um, but I was just kind of thinking about, you know, um, I, I love that we do this as a church family. I was thinking about my, my individual family, like my, my, my wife and my kids. And, and the reality is that every year that passes, like every time one of their birthday rolls around, my wife's or my kids, their birthdays mean more to me every single year. And, you know, if, 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 if there's something about it where, where I just, I have more memories, like... I have more love, I have more reason to celebrate them. And, 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 and the reality is that the more that, that you become a part of, of our church family, the, the more special days like this become. Like you, you realize how much you just love the people in this room. <laughs> like how thankful you are to get to be on the journey with these people. And you see God's hand on us and, and how he's led us and taken care of us and provided for us. And, and so we come to days like today and maybe this is your first time and you're like, man, this is a little strange, but I'm going, man, if, if you stay, if you really give your heart to being a part of a house church and you give yourself to serving, you give yourself to these people, there's something about days like this that just mean more and more to you every year. Um, as a church family on our birthday, you know, well, the way that we wanna to celebrate today Andrew and I spent some time talking is, is we wanna celebrate our birthday today, most definitely by giving, You know we've done that. And, but, but I, I wanna encourage us like for, for this time, for us to, to look back, and, and, and we're gonna celebrate by, by looking forward. And so I actually wanna to begin today a little bit differently. And so I want you to, to think with me just for a minute about the, the past year of your life. So last November, you know, remember what life was like? We weren't even meeting as a church family. You're sitting in front of your TV screen on a Sunday. Um, last November to today and I want you to think about what is, what is a prayer that God has answered over the past year where I want you to think about a, a way that, that God has, has moved in your life a way that God has provided or come through for you over the past year or maybe it's someone in this room that you look around and you're like man the Lord worked through someone in this room to encourage me to to strengthen me, to hold me up when I didn't feel like I had anyone that was there for me. And I want you just to think for a minute. And the way we're actually going to begin today is is by just giving us some space to just share. I love what Psalm 105 verse 2 says. It says, tell of all his wonderful acts. You know, one of the things that, that our family does on, on a birthday is we'll sit around the table, we'll have dinner together or breakfast or whatever it is, and we'll just go around the table and we'll just speak words of blessing in life. And so, you know, Finley's birthday was the last one and we just went around the table and we told what we love about her. And we don't do that very well in our culture. We don't do that very well in society. It's so easy, man. You might have good thoughts or you might feel something, but, but to like take the extra step and, to, and to, to look someone in the eyes and be like, you have no idea what you mean to me. And so today, this, this birthday for us, what I wanted to do is to give us a little space to Psalm 105, to tell of God's wonderful acts, but also to build each other up. So here's what we're really gonna do. We're just gonna create some space. I don't know how long this is gonna take. If, if no one goes, it'll be really short. Um, but, but I want you just to take a minute. And then when you feel like you have something, just raise your hand. And we're gonna just you know, pass the mic around because I want other people to, to hear what, what you have to say. And so you know this morning, Give the Lord glory if, if he answered a prayer or did something, testify that, that you have no idea that the things that God's doing in your life is, is a thing that someone else needs to hear this morning. And so I've been praying that, that man, that, that those of you who you like really feel like God has done something, that you would have the courage to stand up and share today, even if, you're new, even if this is your very first time, like all are welcome at our table. <laughs> like this is not a closed off family. And so we've come here today to give the Lord glory. And also wanna say, if, if someone in this room has done something significant, you know, stand up and bless them with their, your words. You have no idea the things that, that they're going through and just you like paying attention to the people that are on your heart and mind. I really believe that's the way the Holy Spirit works. Not the only way, but a way that someone in this room needs to be built up this morning and your words can do that. And so I'm gonna get us going. I might be the only person that goes, and so this might be a huge flop. So I'm gonna need you guys to back me up. But, but I was thinking about the past year and a couple things. Um, prayer that the Lord answered. You know, for ever since Finley was in, you know, Courtney's belly, ever since she was, you know, in her womb, we'd prayed for her, and we prayed for her to know Lord that she'd give her life to Jesus. And this year in July, I finally got baptized. And it was just one of the most amazing moments of my life. And I go, uh, God answered a nine-year prayer. And I just want to give him glory for that. That Thank you, Lord, for the way that you move. Um, and then I want to I just, just publicly just bless Caleb and Rochella. If you guys don't know Caleb and Rochella, Caleb runs sound for us on staff. Rochella is sitting here in the front row. They absolutely love that I'm doing this because they just love to be in the spotlight. But Caleb and Rochella have been foster parents for a, a long time at our church. And, uh, you know, they've, they've taken two kids that are just, it's, it's been hard, like they have a lot of needs and you would never know it. Because of their selflessness. And, you know, Kate, Rochelle is sitting here on the front row and you know, it's like just showing up week in, week out. She gets four kids out of the house by herself every Sunday. And so I just want to say to you two, you've really reflected the, the love of Jesus, and you've done it in the, the private places, but it has it has blessed me and Courtney immensely. Just your example and your steadfastness. I'm so thankful for you guys. I'm so, yeah. So I want to just open it up. Let's, you know, if if God's done something, stand up and just testify, give him glory. Or if someone in this room has encouraged or blessed you, just just bless them in the name of Jesus.
1: Nick, Doris. Earlier, maybe like six weeks ago, my wife Abby was in a car wreck and she's perfectly fine, which is an answered prayer from the Lord that there wasn't anything wrong with that. But what that means then is that we had to get a new car. And if any of you have shopped for a car or a house or anything, I guess, at all in this season, it's been really ridiculously hard to find something affordable. And uh, whatever we got from the insurance money was exactly what we needed to buy our car that we have now. And uh, it was like a large help from a number of people. Andrew and Kilo were sending us things, and, and a number of you were helping us, like, try to give us ideas of cars or whatnot, and um, it was just a huge blessing that we didn't have to pay any out of pocket for it, so. <clears throat> yeah.
0: Thanks, Nick. That's awesome. Who else? What brave soul? Finley. That's awesome! <laughs> um, uh, I asked the Lord that um, he'd bring girls my age to church, and he did. That's right. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Good job, Finn.
1: Stand up. I'll bring the mic to you.
2: Yeah. I would have caught it. Um, Logan Hartline. <laughs> um, in 2020, I think I've shared publicly before my dad found out he had bladder cancer, which is really scary when you can't go visit loved ones in the hospital um, in the midst of a, a strange pandemic. Um, I mean, it's been however many months, I'm bad at math, 17, 18 months since. No sign of cancer, the Lord, by the help of his spirit, Jesus, doctors, medicine has healed my dad. So yeah. like praise the Lord for that. Um, And then I think an answered prayer for my wife and I last year was really hard for us just not being, not doing this, not, not being in community. And we were praying and discerning, you know, did we need to kind of rethink, you know, what our community looked like and really ethos coming back together, meeting in person was just like, that was God answering a prayer for us. And we were so glad Um, that we prayed for that and that we felt uh, his hand uh, kind of leading us in this place and this has been one of the sweetest seasons I think we've seen so if you're new here like this is the place to be in a a, a church community whether it's ethos or somewhere else churches where life um, is lived so just just want to praise the Lord for that thanks Logan yeah that's that's right
0: (laughs) Rebecca let's go
3: so as most of you know, um, in March of 2020, I almost died from COVID and um, been having continual, like lung and heart problems. And I've been in rehab. And I just finished my first like um, five-month stint of rehab for my heart. And for the past almost a year now, we've been waiting for my insurance to approve an experimental drug for my heart. And it's been really hard because the drugs that I were on were making me feel worse. And two weeks ago, um, it was finally approved. And I've had like the most energy I've had in the last two years. So yeah. I'm just so thankful for the he- continued healing. So,
0: yes, that's yeah. right. <clears throat> yeah. That's good. Thanks, Rebecca.
2: So speaking of your prayer that goes over time, when yeah. when our girls were born, we a friend of ours actually told us, you know, to start praying for their future and so forth so we were already praying for their boyfriends which didn't really work real well but also <laughs> for future husbands and uh, if that was God's desire in theirs so um, anyway so last weekend uh, Rachel was uh, proposed to by Tony yeah, and so they're engaged so God, yeah. God's good that's right amen <clears throat> thanks Gerald It's <clears throat> great who else
0: you guys are doing great more yes Matthew hey
3: so I'm Matt anyone who hasn't met me before I'm Matt I speak funny um, <laughs> so beginning of house group season last year whenever that was um, Catherine Claire and I decided to host a house group and we had Jill and Todd Anderson in our group and they rock but we were like man we were wanting 10 or 20 people here we got two so we did house group with them we had a great time COVID happened we decided to do a at-home gathering and we've had now two marriages and an engagement come out of our at-home gathering house group and we're so excited yeah
0: that's awesome yes thank you Matt So, if you're looking to get married, they need to be in your group. Like, that's what I'm hearing. I think we got a couple over here. All right.
3: you just about to call somebody out. I just, yeah.
1: Who over here? I just, I just sense with, yeah.
3: I'm Todd, and, um... Unfortunately, we just had the uh, experience of uh, burying one of our really good friends. Um, we had been to two churches with them. Uh, we had watched, they, they're about 10 years older than we are, so yeah, they're 120. Uh, so uh, we watched our kids grow up. They watched our kids grow up. We intermingled with each other. Um, we were at the funeral And the two churches that we went to were represented pretty much there. And that was such a sweet time to be around the people that we had been to church with for decades. Um, And I just want to encourage you, right now we're building a new church. Uh, It ain't new, but we're rebuilding our church. This is a really small group right now. Uh, People always ask, how can I get involved? What do I do? Sign up. Sign up to help. Sign up to go into a home church. Sign up. Take somebody to dinner. Uh, Use the opportunity God's given you to have community. A lot of people don't have community. And when they have people who die, I better not say that, Uh, they're messed (laughs) up really bad. Uh, So... um, I just encourage you to take advantage of our little gathering here to get to know people, make yeah. friends, live amongst each other, and just enjoy that blessing that God has given us. Yeah, that's right. Thanks, Todd. It's so good. <laughs> Thanks, Todd. Happy birthday, church. I'm a visitor uh, from Washington. We still exist out there on the West Coast. So anyway, I appreciate all your love today. Uh, I just celebrated a birthday, but one of the greater things that God did this last year at 58 years old was to release to me a true sister and a true brother. Uh, biologically to me, I'm an adopted kid. Wow. And uh I never expected that in my wildest dreams. I didn't pray for it. I didn't ask for it. I had no idea that it was coming. And it came very softly and sweetly. And then it turns out my sister actually knows Jesus. So that's even a better blessing. Um, But I want to get to know them and connect, like you say, get to know your family, right? And you never know who they are, which is cool. But you're all family. Anyway, just bless the Lord today. Bless this church. Thank you. Thank you. you so much. Thanks for sharing.
0: Maybe one more. Someone's got something. They're like, oh, I don't want can, to hear. Can I
1: take the last one?
0: Two or, more. Two more. You, two you more. can't, you can't oh, have sorry. the last one. Yet. Hey, you
1: Mark. The- yeah. Two more, Brandon. You're not going to preach today. We're just going to do this all day. It's great,
0: man.
3: Hey, really, really three things. One, I got a new job. Two, in a world where health isn't great, we had a healthy baby girl and a healthy mama. And three, we all got to come back to church and see you guys. Yeah.
0: Super yeah, happy. That's right, Mark. Thanks, Mark. <clears throat> Thanks, Mark.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, in, that last thing you said, like, just being able to do this, like, I will, I was telling Brandon Ragsdale this morning, like, I hope I never take this for granted, just the ability to come and be together um, as a church family. And one of the things that... I was just praying through as we were figuring out, okay, hey, we're going to regather at Marathon. And one of the big question marks was, okay, who's, who's going to lead worship week in and week out? Yeah. Um, if, if If you were with us before, Dale was actually transitioning off um, from leading worship week in and week out. We actually didn't even get a chance to share that with you all because COVID, uh, the Sunday that we were going to share that, um, didn't know. So we're coming back and it was like a big, big kind of thing looming over my shoulders and just like, okay, what's that going to look like? Week in, week out, someone to just lead us in worship. And it was amazing um, the way that God has provided for, for those of you who are here week in and week out. Um, Brandon and Skylar have led us in just phenomenal ways. And I was like, this is such a great opportunity to just honor them. If you don't know Brandon who's leading this morning, Skylar, who also leads, um, they're volunteers. They they give of their time uh to 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 lead. Um and they prep um more than you probably realize to come up here and lead. They work full-time elsewhere, um, and they give of their heart, their time, their energy um, more than you will ever fathom or imagine. And so Brandon and Skylar, we love you all. Thank you for leading our body and, right. and worship. We're blessed by you, and yeah. just so, so grateful for the ways that you give um, to, our, to our church family. That's
0: right, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Awesome. Man, so I, I, love, I love these moments that like just... It helps us just on a heart level, just go, man, we're a part of a family that you don't just show up and someone leads you through some songs and someone just talks to you. Like we're a family and it's special. Like today is our birthday, like what, what God's doing through us in this city. And, and so part of how we, we commemorate today is, is we look back. And we do that because when we look back, it actually helps anchor us for the things that are coming, right? Like one of the best weapons that the Lord gives to us to face the, the unknown of the future is, is his faithfulness in the past. That, that when you look back at your life and think about the things that you worried about and the things that you, you were undone about, and then God just comes through like over and over and over again. And the enemy, like he loves to just bring spiritual amnesia, make us forget. And, and the more that we look back in our past and we see God's hate faithfulness, the more it gives us confidence to walk in the future, to walk with like just peace-filled, worry-free, holy lives that, that gets the attention of the world. You want to talk about a, a person who will, get, like, will turn ahead? It's someone in the midst of worry and panic and stress. It's someone who's filled with peace. Someone who's not worried about the next wave of whatever's coming, because you, you know the faithfulness of God. It steadies you. And, and how do you find that? It's, it's, it's you look back on your past. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, man, give your life to Jesus. Like be filled with the Holy Spirit that the presence of God Almighty will dwell in you, stabilizing you through the storms of life, anchoring you no matter what comes. And so the people of God, God's people, we, we, we look back on the past and it anchors us going forward. And so today we look back, but we also look ahead. You know, last May, um, Court and I celebrated 12 years of marriage. And, and on our anniversary, we like to do something. We like to get out of town, you know, just to, you know, set work aside, set parenting aside, and, and just to, to be thankful for the gift that, that we have in each other. Like, it's not given that, you know, you get 12 years with someone. Like, we don't want to take those things for granted. So we, we, we try to do something, but last year, the height of COVID, we didn't get to do that. And So I had this thought, man, we're going to, I'm going to surprise Court. We're going to renew our vows in, in our backyard with our kids. And, and so, you know, we, we do this vow renewal and it was really cool to, to stand with, you know, Finley and Jones and Merritt all around us. The last time we stood in front of each other like this, um, you know, I had a lot more hair and like, we were a lot younger and we didn't really know what we were getting into, but, but like, you know, we, we, we stood there last year and it was like this way of looking each other's eyes and being like, Hey, we're still in this. Like, I'm, I'm so pleased with who I chose. Like. I'm not looking to get out, like, you're the one that I want. And, and today, like, as, as we look forward, I just kept thinking about that, that renewal language, that, that today we would have this renewal in our hearts. And I'm not going to make us stand up and kind of like, you know, re, do these vow renewals to the Lord, number one, because that might be weird if we tried to do that, and it might be forced. But, but what I'm hoping is that, that just deep in your heart, you have this renewed sense of, of wanting to live for the Lord. That, my, my, that the Lord would, through the Spirit, like renew in us this, this fresh love for the Lord and this desire to, to be committed to the Lord and, and to each other, into the mission of making disciples in our nation and in all nations. This, this fall, we've been in a series that we've called God Is, and we've been looking at this one passage of scripture, literally just two verses Exodus 34, where God reveals who he is. And so you think about this. You meet someone new and and you you say, you know, hey, my name's Kevin and you know, I'm married to Bailey and I have a son and have another son on the way and i work. and and when you introduce yourself to someone, you you tell your credentials. You talk about your relationships. But in Exodus 34, God lets his people in on who he is and he starts with the nature of his heart. And so he says, Yahweh, Yahweh, that's his name. So when you're praying, it's not God, it's, it's Yahweh, it's his personal name, Yahweh, Yahweh. He says, I'm, I'm, I'm compassionate and gracious. I'm slow to anger and abounding in love and faithfulness. So we've been working through this, this description of his heart. And today, just real quickly, we're gonna look at that last part of, of who he is. He's abounding in love and faithfulness. You know, that, that word love has taken on lots of meanings in our context. Uh, the word in the Hebrew, which is the language that the majority of the Old Testament, the Bible is written in, um, the word is hesed, H-E-S-E-D in our language, hesed. And there's no one uh, good one word equivalent in English. Really, you need a sentence to describe it. When you see the word love describing God like Exodus 34, it's, 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 it's this idea of steadfastness, uh, this idea of, of loyalty, this idea of consistency. The word uh, faithfulness is the word Emmet, like Emmet Smith, and and it and, and and it means reliable. And these words together, love and faithfulness, has said and Emmet, it's 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 covenantal language. Now we don't talk much about covenants in our world, right? Like we talk contracts, you know, even at your wedding, maybe it's, it's vows, but 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 covenants were the the language of the day in the Old Testament. And you see this over and over again. Covenants were, were how you would enter into a binding agreement. And what you discover about Yahweh is that Yahweh loved to step into covenant. Like read the Old Testament, God steps into covenant with Noah. God says, I'm gonna put the rainbow in the sky. And when you see the rainbow, it's a, 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 a my way, my covenant to you that I will not destroy the world with, with floods ever again. And I go, I ask you, has God ever destroyed the world completely since that day with floods? No. And when we have a biblical worldview, when we we read the Bible and we let that be the lens to which we see the world, we go, oh my goodness, like our God is a God that keeps his covenant. That God gave covenant to Noah. God gave covenant to Abraham. Through you, I will bless the whole world. I will bring through your seed, through your offspring, the whole world will receive blessing. Well, Well, who came through Abraham's seed? It was Jesus. The whole world being blessed by Jesus, offered salvation through Jesus. God gives covenant to Moses. God gives covenant to David. God gives covenant to the Israelites that over and over and over again, God's not casual when it comes to his people. He's not interested in this on again, off again relationship. No, when it comes to God being in relationship with his people, he wants covenant. He's all in and he wants us to be all in. And I love that he describes the type of love that we can expect from him should we choose to enter into covenant with him. Um, An enduring love. Man, who, who wants to, to be the recipient of enduring love? I do. Like, do you want conditional love? A, a love that, that wanes, a wave that comes and goes? I go, he says his, his love is enduring. Who wants that kind of love? His, his, his love that we can expect should we choose to be all in in this covenant with Yahweh? God, is, it's consistent. It's reliable. I go, man, how many of you, you grew up with a mom and dad that were not consistent and reliable or, or your friends are not consistent and reliable and so we can't even fathom this And God looks at us and he says, the type of love you can expect is consistency. And how many of those of you who are followers of Jesus, when you actually look back at your life, you realize that, that Yahweh's not blowing smoke here. These are not empty words. But you go, you know what? This is actually who Yahweh has been to me. Man, I look at my life and I go, I've been so inconsistent, <laughs> so indecisive. Amen? And of you guys been inconsistent, indecisive? Like, ah, do I really want to surrender to Jesus? I'd rather do things my own way. And yet, his love, his presence... His commitment has endured. He has remained. It has been consistent. Though you ran from the Lord as a teenager, he remained. Though you rebelled in college, he remained. Though you've taken your eyes off of him and you pursued money and success and pleasure, and he has remained. And all he's wanting for us, all he's wanting from us, it's to not be casual about our commitment to him, to be all in, to, to love him, to, to be faithful to him, to choose him. And, and some of you, man, you're, you're walking in faithfulness to Jesus. Uh, some of you may be in places that you never have before. Your life is surrendered to him. You love him. I love what God's doing in AT right now. AT's not perfect, just like none of us are. But I love this. The Lord several months ago was stirring AT's heart to be bold about his love for Jesus, his belief in Jesus among his friends that are not followers of Jesus. And he's done it. I think about Justin and Kimberly, they're not here this week, but they usually sit on the front row and, 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 and Kimberly feels the Lord, you know, they have this young son, he's almost three years old and the Lord inviting her to, to set aside her career, to, to disciple their son, to be a stay at home mom. Now I'm not trying to, to say you need to be a stay at home mom. What I'm saying is that, that I, I'm all for obedience, no matter what that looks like. And the thing that I'm celebrating in Kimberly's life is that she feels the Lord asking her to lay aside her career, what she loves, what she wants to pursue to disciple her son more fully. And I go, I'm all about that. And I see faithfulness in the Lord this morning. I've just been asking and just desiring that that for those of us, let's just be really honest. Man, if you've lost your your fire for the Lord, if your love has, has grown cold for the Lord, just be really honest about that. You know, and, and I've been asking that, that if you come here today and you've, and you've never actually loved the Lord, that, that today would begin a renewal, a turning of the page, a new chapter, that God would stoke our, 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 the embers of, of our hearts towards faith and towards faithfulness and even our feelings towards Jesus. I woke up early this morning and this passage of scripture is on my heart, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 15, and it says that Jesus died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Jesus, Yahweh in the flesh, became a man, and he died for you, and he died for your sins. And he rose from the dead. He's, he's alive forever, and he's, and he's offered us new life through Jesus, a forgiven life, a fresh start through believing in him, through being united in an eternal relationship with him that will not even end in death. The imagery in scripture that that, that the Lord uses is of a bride and a bridegroom. And I love this because as a church, we are the bride. Jesus is the bridegroom. And right now we're in the season of engagement and he is getting ready. He He is eager to have his bride. And he's going to return for his bride. And when he does, he will get his bride forever. Jesus is is waiting. He is is, is burning with passion to have his people. For those who are are waiting for him, who, who want him, who love him. And when he returns, he will destroy our enemy. He will destroy every demon, every principality, all those who rebel. He will come to do away with. But his burning passion is his people. And he's not content the way things are right now. He's not content you not being with him in the flesh. He's not content being in heaven, you being on earth where the enemy is. He's not content being away from you. But so many of us, we've grown content. Our hearts have grown cold. Matthew 24 says that, that the day leading up to the return of Jesus, that the love of most will grow cold. And I go, church, may we not grow cold for Jesus. May we not be an apathetic bride who shows up to the altar when Jesus returns and is like, you know, I could, I could give or take. I don't really care. May we not have our, 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 our roots so entrenched in this world that we lose sight of the one who died for us. The groom's coming back. And what is the condition of of his bride? And I go, many days, I'm apathetic. Man, I'm in my mid-30s. Life is good right now. I love my job, love my family, love our church, love my friends. It is easy to just become inoculated with this world. With clothes and and things and the next move, the car, the house, whatever it is, the next dog, whatever. And and, and I go, if we're not careful, we lose our passion for Jesus. And we don't even realize it. That the one who died for us. Literally, the one who, who saved us from eternal separation from God Almighty. And we're like, eh. And I go, God, would you would you do this in me? I'm not even talking to you guys. I can be so ambivalent. And I go, Jesus, I'm sorry. You're so excited. You're so eager. You know, I treat God like maybe you knew a couple like this in, in, in high school or even college where, where like one person feels like, like they got the better end of the deal. Like that, 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 that that, that one person in a relationship just thinks they're amazing and they're like doing a favor to like be dating this other person. And I go, that's how we treat the Lord. <laughs> they were like, man, God, you, like you're really getting a good deal with me. <laughs> and we don't say it like that, but that's how we feel. We don't sacrifice for him. We don't wake up and go, man, how can I serve you? It's like, man, you don't answer a prayer that I wanted. Whatever, God. <laughs> like you don't come through for me, whatever. And we forget like, who he actually is, what he's done for us. And all he's looking for is just this reciprocated love that, that he died for all, not just you and me, all of us. That those who live would no longer live for ourselves, but for him who died for us. And I go, man, I woke up yesterday morning and I just felt the spirit just prompting me going, Brandon, do you, do you actually serve the Lord? Like, like honestly, do you, are you living in service to Jesus or are you living in service to yourself? I'm like, man, I live in service to myself most days. And I don't want that to be true. But the picture in heaven is in Revelation 21 that we will serve him. And I go, God, may you, may you awaken us to, to, to see the greatness of who you are. Last Sunday night, we went trick-or-treating with our kids. in This neighborhood where our, my kids' cousins live and and um, my brother-in-law his parents um come and they're walking in front of court and i you know they're in their late 50s and i'm just kind of walking by myself i don't remember what was going on but i I looked over and and they grab each other's hands and maybe it's because i i grew up in a a broken home or like that just didn't happen mom and dad showed zero affection like that um and so maybe that's why it meant so much to me but but I also think of it was something deeper where I realized, oh, there's something beautiful, like two people who have chosen each other and not done the other a favor and not given up, not grown cold. They, like this sign of just holding, it was like choosing each other. And I go, man, maybe we, may we choose the Lord. He, he loves us. And may maybe we love him back. Maybe we be obedient to him. May we be eager to serve him. May we walk in holiness, in purity, in our thoughts, in our actions, in our heart. May we talk about him. May we bring others into relationship with him. I've just been asking God, would you, would you, would you stoke our feelings for you? In a relationship, you know, part of the reason you step into a relationship is because you have feelings. We don't talk about this in church, but no one gets in a relationship and it's like mechanical, like. You know, you, you, you feel something. And I go, man, God, would you stir our feelings for you? Next Monday, anyone in our church family that wants to can invite our church family to step into a three-day sun up to sundown fast. And we've been talking about this kind of casually the past few weeks, just mentioning it. If this is your first time hearing, that's totally okay. It's not too late. Next Monday, though, man, we're going to ask whoever wants, and I'm going to be doing this, to, 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 from the time the sun rises to the time the sun sets, to not eat during that time. Drink water. But to set that side of time to seek the Lord. Now, I'll say this. Now, some of you, you're not in a place where you can fast or even should fast from food, okay? Like, um you know, some of you are nursing moms or you have a medical condition or there's you know, something going on with food. And, and if it's not healthy, don't do it. Like this is not about food, okay? But, but I know that for, for me and for a lot of us in America, like food is up there with our idols. And, you know, even me talking about fasting, you're like, I'm not coming back to this church. I don't like this guy. I don't like me either, okay? I'm here, I get that, but but there's something about setting food aside, and you need to like you're not gonna die. If you die, eat something. But like, <laughs> it, set, set, it, 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 if 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 like if you'll just try it, that in my life I found that that nothing, and it's not to like to like to prove to God how awesome we are, or to try to get God's attention. You know what fasting does? It gets your attention. Um, it clears your head. It clears your heart. It, it helps you realize how impulsive we are. <laughs> we grab something. Man, we're irritated. We grab something to eat. We're fresh. We grab something to eat. Or man, we just, we're, we're so, so people of routine. And fasting has this way of, of setting your heart on the Lord. And so we have these guys that we're going to pass out on the way out. Next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. If you want to fast with us, we'd love for you to do this. There's actually a kids uh, a book that the kids team has created, and and it's maybe not appropriate for your kids to fast, but this is a guide for for you to walk through your kids like as you're doing that to help them cultivate a prayer life for the Lord. And so I'm super excited about this, but I go, man, you want to stoke your feelings for the Lord? You want to stoke some, some faith for the Lord, some faithfulness? So often we want God just to come down and like, bam, give us a rush of emotion. And so often the way that we get a, a renewed sense of, of vision for Jesus is by serving him. And so I encourage you to take a step you know, to, to mark your calendar next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to do it. You know, if you get it, and we'll talk about this more next week. All right, that's enough for now. This week, I felt the Lord leading me, and I'm almost done. Thanks for hanging with me today. All throughout the, 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 this week, I felt the Lord invited me to read the book of Hosea. Hosea is this letter from God to his people Israel. And what I love about it is that God just knows his people. And he knows us. And the call over and over again in the book of Isaiah or Hosea is, is just return to me. Just, just return. And I go today, if, if you need to return to the Lord, return to him. If you need a renewed sense of faith and faithfulness or of feelings, just ask him. God, stir those things up in my heart. And, 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 and this is the last thing that I'll say. I want us to remember this as a church family. We celebrate our birthday and, and I love our church family, but it's not about us. You know, when we were deciding about um, ethos. Like Courtney and I got to be part of, of planning ethos and we were deciding on the name. And literally um, Dave, who's one of the pastors over at the canter, his brother-in-law worked at Starbucks at the time. And he's, he sent us a text, hey, what about the name ethos? It's on these cool water bottles that we have at Starbucks. Like literally that's where the name came from. Like it wasn't this, this divine dream. It wasn't. And so we're like, well, that's a cool word. What does that mean? And, and, and what caught my attention is that when, you know, we started ethos, we found this, this rendering of the word ethos. It's a spirit of a community that drives it to do something bigger and beyond itself. And I thought, that's it. That as much as we get to celebrate each other, and we should, and and as much as we love each other and we testify and build each other up, man, we exist for something, for someone bigger than us, but also for the city around us. The good father that we serve, Yahweh, the only thing that makes him happier is adding more kids to the family. And that's not, that's not who I am. I'm not trying to add more kids to my family. Like, but I want you to think about like one person, okay? One person in your life that isn't a child of God. Um, Someone in your life, maybe it's a coworker or a family member, a friend. Um, You know, let's, let's, there's many ways of thinking about this and but I want you to think about it like this. There, there's someone who, who doesn't know the provision of God. And, and they don't know that, that the God that we serve is a prayer answerer, amen? Um, they don't know that, that the God that we serve is the peace giver, that that they don't know the the gift of the Holy Spirit that that helps navigate really tough stuff in life, divorce and disorders and and mental struggles and families falling apart. And and as hard as life is, could you imagine going through this life without the Holy Spirit? And I go, people all around us, they, they don't know our God. They don't know his spirit. And today, what we're going to do is we're going to take communion. We're going to, for the next few minutes, we're going to eat bread. We're going to drink this juice because Jesus told us to do this. And I encourage you to take communion with the people that you came with and just to share right now, like, what do you need from the Lord? Share what you need from the Lord. And then I want you to do this, to pray that God would draw one person to himself through your life and through your ministry this year that next year on birthday, Sunday, how cool would it be if, if there are people sitting beside us that, that don't know the goodness of the Holy Spirit, that don't know the salvation of Jesus? Because you prayed. Gerald prayed for 20 something years. And it might not come to pass this next year, but when we get serious about praying, it gets God's attention. So I wanna pray for us. We're gonna give you the next five or six minutes to take communion with the people around you to share. If you need prayer, I'll be in the back. Keegan and I, Keegan's holding this baby. We'll pray with you back there in the back and, and, uh, and, and, and we'll, we'll take communion. So God, thank you for this morning. And Lord, don't let me be a hypocrite. Forgive me when I've been hypocritical, when I've called people, my church family to something that I'm not living in myself. God, you've been so good to us. And I pray that you would stoke our hearts to have faith, to trust that you've, you've saved us, that we're good with you because of what you've done, Jesus. That you'd help us to be faithful. And when we're not, that we would just come back. You're the father in Luke 15 with the arms open wide and the front porch just ready for your kids to come home. And God, that you would stoke feelings in us, that we wouldn't be ashamed of you or embarrassed of you or feel like we have to cover up the fact that we're followers of Jesus, that we'd be so proud. We'd be bold. Lord, thank you for these men and women and children. God, would you stir us, protect us from the enemy, protect any heart from something I said today that the enemy would try to use. God, let these these words just bear fruit that will last generations after us. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Let's take communion. If you want to talk or pray, I'll be in the back. I'd love to pray with you. Andrew will be in the back. We'll pray with you. Um, Yeah, let's take communion. And Brandon's going to call us back into worship after that, after a few minutes. Love you all.